Welcome to the Center for Transformation Institute podcast, where we are uniting with therapists everywhere for personal and professional growth. Your journey starts here at The Place Therapists Grow. Alex, thank you for being here. Yeah, glad to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you um, on some of these episodes lately. Mm -hmm. It's been really fun to have you at the practice too. Yeah, yeah, it's been really great. Doing your internship and (laughs) Mm -hmm. kind of seeing clients and seeing how in our practice, we incorporate life model mm-hmm. into the way that we do therapy, right? As well as the way that we do life with one another as therapists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and supervision and just being able to be a group together, functioning together, making each other our best selves so that we can be the best for our clients. Yes, yeah. yes, so good. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's like we can be the best for our clients, and it's good just to be the best for ourselves too. Yeah, it's good to have personal life. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I've had a couple of calls with some other practice owners lately who are just really struggling because mm. there's not a hydroid community with the people that they're working with. Yeah. And it's really hard. Yeah. You know? And so I know that's one of the passions that I had when I learned about Life Model is I want to work with some people that we that want to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, want to mm-hmm. do this hydroid community thing yeah. together, right? It's not easy because we're human. Yeah. But we can do this. Right, yeah. so I'm glad that you're along for the ride as you're yes. doing your internship here. You're in your fifth week. Yeah, it's been great. It's got so good. <laughs> yeah, and so um, we've been doing some of these episodes for CFT Institute because we, as our practice, um, we've been applying as therapists the life model into into the work with our clients, into our own personal lives, into the world, the life that we have with each other as a therapist community. Um, but the reason that we're doing that is because it's been such a life-giving model for us, right? right? We've mm-hmm. found something in it as Christians, right? As Christians who, who love the Lord, but who are looking for what is the way to unlock what God says in the scripture about how we can live in freedom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we've been doing these, um, these episodes, just focusing on some of the life model concepts and, we, I know a lot of people are listening in, not just therapists, but right. which, which, what, come one, come all. We're totally happy <laughs> for anyone to listen. And, yeah. and, and, our, and our, our audience, our target audience really is therapists because mm-hmm. we're wanting to get these concepts into the hands of therapists so that they can be more readily able to give to the people they serve. Because yeah. we believe therapists have a high level of influence in the yeah. culture. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are going to therapy. I I think in this generation, these millennials and Gen Zs, it's not if you go to therapy, it's who is your therapist. Right. Have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's There's not as much of, there's still stigma in some areas and some communities, but it's so much less of that now. Yes, and like, you're more a millennial, right? Mm-hmm. Would you, yes. Yeah, I'm millennial. Yes, mm-hmm. you're millennial, so you can see that in your generation. Mm-hmm. My generation is somewhat like that, and my parents' generation, no, nobody has therapists, <laughs> or rarely, you know. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think in the younger generations, it's who is your therapist. And so we mm-hmm. know as therapists that we have a lot of influence. And so what if we're transformed mm-hmm. into our true identity? Yes. And how is that going to impact culture? Yeah. And I think I was thinking about this earlier when you were talking too, is like there's such a high burnout rate for therapists and counselors because we're dealing with so much heavy things. So if we yes. have a model that is life-giving for ourselves as well, yes, then it's... It, 
yeah, it pro- it's that self-propagating joy and that yeah. um, allows yeah. us to stay in the field longer and, yes. and do a better job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'll often say, I, I don't know if I need to retire. I mean, as long as I have a voice, mm-hmm. you know, and I can look at people and be empathic, then, mm-hmm. you know, I can do this job and maybe I'll work less eventually. Right. <laughs> but there's a sense of being able to continually offer this to people. It's really beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think the topic of this episode today is going to be the three pillars of the life model and what they are. Mm-hmm. I know for myself, I know you have a life model story. I have a life model story. Yeah. Well, I have a life model story. <laughs> My life model story involves just in some personal, generational baggage that was causing depression, mm-hmm. long-lasting, long-term, um, like alexithymic kind of like um, depression symptoms where I, I wasn't able to kind of get the traction that I needed mm-hmm. to grow into the person um, that I wanted to be. Yeah. And even though I had experience with Christ, I grew up in church, but then I had a transformational salvation experience at about 13. Mm-hmm. It was really beautiful. It's yeah. up in Colorado where you're from. Oh, nice. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. That's Colorado awesome. Springs. Yep. At the, um, at the Glen Erie Castle. Do you oh, know? so, so beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I was at a Gideon retreat with my grandparents. Okay. And I wasn't in my home church. It was in this retreat setting that really I, I met Jesus in mm. an intimate way. It was really beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So I knew Jesus is real. I want to give my life to this. Um, I immediately wanted to serve him, read my Bible, all these things, but I still had this pervasive, like, depression mm. going on, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was really more, I said alexithymic earlier, it's more dysthymia, like this low-grade depression that was always kind of there, and then I would dip into, like, deep sadnesses, mm. and I didn't understand them. Yeah. And my mom didn't understand, my dad didn't understand, I would cry at night, they didn't understand, um, then I got married, and every three months I would have, like, a breakdown, mm. <laughs> and... We were in ministry, and it would just keep happening. And even as a therapist, it was like, what is this? Why does this keep happening to yeah. me? That I, what, what is, I don't remember anything from my past. Like, why am I living in this low joy type experience? I didn't mm-hmm. have the words for it back right, then. But yeah. then um, somebody gave me the Living from the Heart Jesus gave you book. And I was like, what? What is this? It kind of brought together psychology and, you know, the ministry world yeah. that I was in with my husband and the psychology world that I was in as my profession, and I instantly got so sucked in. It's like, I want to know what all that this is. Yeah. And I didn't have a ton of time to read because I was, had small children and working a lot, but as I began to throw myself into the concepts, I began to really see that this was something I needed that was going to help me live out who... Christ said I could be or live out the freedom that Jesus says we can have, mm-hmm. right? I knew that he said that. So I, there was this gap in the experience that I was actually having and what Jesus says is possible. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So I remember where I was in the moment I was listening to, um, I think it was one of Wilder's older teachings. I think they're called gym, gym talks. He was talking mm-hmm. to like his, his Sunday school class he was teaching. It's like an older group, like a seasoned <laughs> saints, <laughs> like an older, older um, Christian group, and and he was talking about the idea that life model has been most transformational for people who have found it's most interesting or most um, palpable or most um, 
most attractive to, maybe would be the better way to say that, to the believer who has found that the Christian life hasn't offered them everything that God says it's supposed to. It's supposed to. Right. Exactly. You finished mm-hmm. my sentence. That's mutual mind. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. Did you find that as well in your journey? Yeah, definitely. My, I was in a place where the community I was in, I was seeing people hurt, and it didn't match what the body of Christ is supposed to be. Right. So many people were traumatized. Like, religious trauma yeah. was everywhere. I was hurting. Like, couldn't find joy in relationships with people, couldn't find mature people to get input from and share my life with without getting hurt or, like, triggered. Yes. And so, and I was in school for counseling at the same Mm -hmm. time, and then Mm -hmm. uh, through a friend of my sister's, who actually was part of some of the podcast interviews with Jim Wilder, (laughs) recommended the book to my sister, she gave it to me, and then, like, similarly, it all came together of, like, there's this huge missing piece in the community, and then the counseling that I'm learning, but it brought everything together in a, and more fully, like, it just, yeah, it was great. So you were already in school to become a therapist when you found out about Life Model? Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's very shalom, too. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Wilder says shalom is everything in the right place, the right time, the right result. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it was very, I think it was close to what I was learning about theories, too. Wow. I was like, none of these are fitting exactly what I think it is. Scratching the itch. Yes. Mm -hmm. You can really sink your teeth into this stuff, and it is definitely the gift that keeps giving. It's like there's more and more. (laughs) and more and I know when I first grabbed a hold of living from the heart um the teen challenge boys direct um boys home director here in Conover North Carolina um John Steigerwald he was bring he was busting in the boys to see me at my practice in Cornelius and he brought this book he said here take this book I was like oh thanks I have so many books but thank you anyways right and I just cracked it open one Saturday morning Mm -hmm. um and I was like what is this oh my goodness this is amazing and instantly started like taking the concepts and teaching them to the counseling group I was part of then. We had about 12 Christian counselors and a group, we called, we called it Living Well. And they all loved it. And then that gave me the passion to start the group that you're now interning with, um, mm-hmm. Center for Family Transformation, where we are, call ourselves a life model practice. And that's yeah. how you found us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I reached out to Life Model. I was like, who's doing this? Like, <laughs> I need to know what counselors are putting this into yes. practice. I want to learn because, like yes. I said, everything made sense. So I was like, right. And I didn't have an experience of witnessing people putting it to practice. So it was really what I wanted. So I emailed them and they pointed me in your direction. Right. Yeah. And now you're here, five mm-hmm. weeks, and we're off and running. So. When I read Living from the Heart Jesus Gave You, instantly started to try to apply those concepts, not knowing this was only one aspect of life model. <laughs> and I know it took me a while to get to the book, Joy Starts Here, mm-hmm. that had just come out. Like, I think right when I was reading Living from the Heart, Joy Starts Here was coming out. Mm. And so I grabbed the book, I ordered it online. And back then, you could order a kite with it because there's a kite on the front. So I ordered a kite. I cannot find it anywhere in my house. It's somewhere. I will find it at some point. I have a box with a Joy Starts Here kite in it. Um, but I started reading Joy Starts Here. And in the first couple chapters, we had reviewed this in group this week, actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the first couple chapters, you start to see that life model isn't just about um, what Living from the Heart talks about with multi-generational belonging and how to get there. It's about more than that. There are actually three pillars. Mm-hmm. And so we see how those pillars kind of unpack themselves in all the depth 
the yeah. life model. Yeah. But we've got the first pillar is multi-generational community, which mm-hmm. is a huge aspect of it, that place of belonging um, with the generations. Yeah. Right? So it's mm-hmm. diverse, um, generational, multi-generational belonging, the weak and the strong living together. And then you've got the second aspect, which is a manual lifestyle. Right. Which is, what does it mean to not just know Jesus and experience Jesus like I did when I was 13, like you did whenever, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's more about how do I live in a constant communion with the Lord? Yeah. Which reminds me of that little Practicing the Presence of God book by Brother Lawrence. I mean, mm. this isn't a new concept. Right, yeah. Right, but how how multi-generational community, Emmanuel lifestyle, right. which involves Emmanuel healing, like how does God heal us yeah. in relationship with himself? Mm-hmm. And then the third aspect, um, or the third pillar, is the 19 brain relational skills. Yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. which, I don't know if you knew this, but they added a zero to make it 20 oh. brain relational skills. So we just want to... <laughs> I had no... I, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a new thing. But well, um, the relational brain skills were formulated by Wilder, and he brought Chris and Jen Kersey into mm-hmm. that really early on. But then th- those brain skills were developed from what what had already been developed by their team with Living from the Heart Jesus Gave You, but also by the study on the live brain with Alan Shore in the mm-hmm. mid-90s, or yeah. the decade of the brain. Mm-hmm. So as they pulled all that together, there was recognition Wilder had of, there's actually these skills that are missing in society. Yeah, There's skills that you cannot practice unless you have them. You can't practice a skill you don't have. Like if I tell you yeah. to go ride a bike and you've never ridden a bike before, or go swim, and practice your swimming or playing your piano if you've never done it before. Yeah. It's a skill you don't have yet. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're missing. These skills are actually near extinction yeah. in our culture. And if if someone knows that they don't have the skill, they can go look for it. But most of us don't even know they're missing. We just think, this is how I am. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And if you've never seen it, too. Yeah. Like, you don't know where to start. Even if you know you're missing it. You've never seen it. You've never seen so, it modeled. Right, yeah. And if it's near extinction, who's modeling it? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> these are all the things we're going to be unpacking in the coming weeks. Yes. You know, into the end of the year, we'll probably be unpacking it more and more. But those are the three pillars. Yeah. Multi-generational community, Emmanuel lifestyle, and the, the brain relational skills. The now 20. Yeah. The now 20. <laughs> the nineteen twenty. Yes, exactly. And so there are books for each of these things. You yeah. know, Joy Starts Here, Transforming Fellowship. They're all... It's great curriculum. Mm-hmm. These authors have really put these things together, and we're benefiting from it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. So thanks so much, Alex, for yeah. being with me today. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of The Place Therapists Grow. We hope you will join us next Monday. To expand your knowledge and continue your growth journey, go to cftinstitute.com and take our assessment. See you next time.